From Public Radio International, I'm Ray Suarez, and this is America Abroad. This hour, Mexico looking forward. Much of the Southwest was once the northern half of Mexico, and the ties that bind the two countries are strong. So it's natural that both governments seek not just friendship, but partnership. But how to get there hasn't always been clear. Mexican government at all levels is notoriously corrupt, but less talked about is corruption and basic problems in Mexico's schools. A better educated Mexico could be an economic boon to the United States. We often think of Mexico as a producer of low-cost goods, but it's also a huge consumer. Sixty percent of Mexican imports come from the U.S. Keeping its consumer class growing is important to the American economy. To do that, Joy Langston, with Mexico City's Center for Teaching and Investigation in Economics, argues Mexico needs to improve wages. And there, you really amp up domestic demand. And let's face it, sooner or later, that's going to help the American companies as well. But growing that consumer class, says politics and culture expert Jorge Javier Romero, is dependent on the health of Mexico's education system, and that system is suffering. Romero says public schools in Mexico are desperate for reform. We need to, because if we maintain this system, the Mexican boys and girls are not going to have the skills to uh, to compete in the global market. Why is the Mexican system lagging behind? Jennifer Collins reports. There's just one way to get a teaching job in Mexico, and that's through the teachers' union. Jorge Javier Romero of Mexico's Autonomous Metropolitan University has been studying his country's education system for almost 15 years. If you want to be a principal of a school, you have to go to the delegate of the union and you have to pay him. And by that, he means bribe him. There's one teacher's union in Mexico's basic education system. It has over a million members. Everyone from the first-year teacher to the superintendent is in it. And so while there are commissions that are supposed to determine who gets which job... The union decides. When, when do you think that money actually changes hands? In the last moment of the transaction you know, between the, the person that wants the position and the delegate of the union... Romero says a position like a principal can cost around $2,000, which, of course, I had to ask, in cash? In an envelope, of course, (laughs) yes. Romero says he believes those envelopes are among the most harmful things in the education system. You have uh, teachers that only pay for the position, and they don't have to demonstrate that they know how to write and how to read. You have In Mexico, there are a lot of teachers that doesn't know how to read and how to write. This year, for the first time, Mexico required primary teachers to take an exam in, among other things, their own subject matter. Results showed around 70% of them earned what would be considered a failing score in most schools. Rand economist Lucrecia Santabanez says student achievement in Mexico is just as bad. It is not getting a bang for its buck, so to speak. And it's not for lack of funding. Just to give you an idea, around 13% of U.S. government spending goes to education. In Mexico, it's almost a quarter of the budget. The problem, she says, is what the budget funds. A high proportion of the education budget, and we're talking really high proportion, like over 90%, is tied up in teacher salaries. And by federal mandate, 1% of their salaries go to the union headed by this woman. Poder es poder, señores. Power is power, gentlemen. 
Poder es poder. Elba Esther Gordillo is the head of the National Union of Education Workers. She's known to wear Chanel and carry $3,000 Prada bags. She owns luxury properties around the world. And while she didn't agree to go on the record for this story, in a 2003 interview in her Mexico City penthouse, she talked about her lavish lifestyle, which she says comes from an inheritance. I think I don't live too bad. I think I live pretty comfortably, and that millions and millions of people live without the basics. I'm well aware of that. Gordillo unofficially started her own political party. There are claims she's attempted to extort money from officials. There are even allegations she had a rival murdered in the 80s. Nothing was proven. But Professor Jorge Javier Romero says those rumors make her a polarizing figure. Everybody hates her. And he's, very, he's not very popular outside the union, of course. But on the inside, it's another story. Visit a union office in Oaxaca, and Gordillo is celebrated in a watercolor painting on the wall. La maestra lo está gordillo. Gabriel Aguiar Ortega is Gordillo's representative in Oaxaca. He dismisses allegations that she siphons off money. He's known her since the 90s, and he says she's always fighting for the working conditions of teachers. She's a woman with a lot of enthusiasm. She's a big shot. The union also owns real estate and hotels. Its estimated income is around half a billion dollars a year. That's according to David Calderon, the director general of an education reform group, Mexicanos Primeros. He says on top of all of that, the union has none of the transparency requirements of a federal agency. You have a private corporation taking over the system, the public system. Calderon says the union uses that money to maintain its power. He says union loyalists can even be found inside the Secretary of Education. It is clear that the officials are not in charge. It's the people from the union. There's no better demonstration of this than what you see at a union building during summer vacation. Instead of empty hallways, dozens of teachers stream in and out. Almost everyone is carrying a manila folder. I asked Union Secretary of Professional Issues, Versa and Gonzalez Vasquez, why so many teachers are here. What's happening is we're in a period of paperwork. Many colleagues are coming to change zones, work centers, or others are coming to apply for work. Teachers are coming to apply not to the Secretary of Education, but to the union. I asked Gonzalez Vasquez if applicants in Oaxaca ever give union delegates money in exchange for jobs. Well, the issue of corruption is really complicated. It seems when someone wants some service or some job, we think to offer money for that service. It has become like a system. As another part of that system, teachers often give their posts to their sons or daughters. During our interview, Gonzalez Vasquez's son, Adair, plays a video game on his dad's cell phone. I asked the eight-year-old what he wants to be when he grows up. Maestro. A teacher, just like his dad. And his dad may also be able to help him get his wish. If he likes teaching, fortunately, here in Oaxaca, we teachers still have the ability to leave our jobs to our kids. Just like an inheritance. That is, if they can get through the school system. At a Oaxacan public school, 26 children, ages 3 to 6, are crammed into a tiny classroom without desks or chairs or tables. They're playing a math game. 
Equipment, paper, and supplies cover the counters. Petro Grindelia Lopez Hernandez is the principal here. In this class, the teacher has to make the activities for the lowest little ones and to make more complicated ones for the older children. Lopez Hernandez says the school only had funding for three teachers in this summer program. But crowded classrooms are the least of her concerns. She says she hasn't been getting rent money for the school from education officials. Right now we haven't paid the rent. We've been waiting six months. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll do class in the town square. Lopez Hernandez can't afford a janitor, so teachers take turns cleaning. And don't even get her started about the bathrooms. There are only three. None have toilet seats. And for kids with disabilities, they haven't been well adapted. They don't have ramps. And the teachers, we have to help them, carry them so that they can enter the bathroom. Though education in Mexico is officially free, parents are often asked to pay a fee. Berto Julian Torres is waiting outside the school to take her grandchildren home. She says the family pays an inscription fee of 100 pesos a year. It's about 750. It's a problem because the only one who works is my son. And while some call for more federal funding, Professor Jorge Javier Romero is skeptical. I'm sure if you put more money in, in the educational system, you're going to, need to put it in the trash can because you have, you have to change the relationship between the union and the state. He says ultimately, Mexico's competitiveness depends on it. From Mexico City, this is Jennifer Collins for America Abroad.